across the sea of character sheets, deep in the forest of D20s lies the mountain of source books. Welcome to the Mountain of Source Books. We hope you enjoyed your climb. My name is Jeffrey Vincent Dale, and I want to thank you for coming back for part two of our actual play of Henshin. Last time we created our characters. Now this time we begin our adventure in the town of Bell Hill. Let's get right to it. You're each supposed to pick a task for a session. Really? Like the task you're working towards for this session. And then I think halfway through the session I'm supposed to check in with each of you and make sure that it still feels right for the story. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to defy expectations when stereotyped. I'm sure my character as a nerd is going to get stereotyped at one point. We're all nerds, so it's kind of a standard. Mm-hmm. I just, I really want to charge ahead recklessly no matter what happens. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't surprise me that you picked that one. For me, display the shining pinnacle of my abilities and hold myself to a higher standard are both very similar to how I think this case I think is. the higher standard is specifically in relation to others, where the first one definitely feels more like it's like I'm specifically showing off. Gotcha. I'm going to say hold myself to a higher standard than others. Right. So I do feel like I would probably still just do all of these. <laughs> Oh, actually, uh, sorry, I have to edit that. It's not even if, it's specifically if nobody is depending on you. So if somebody's depending on me, that changes what I, what I'm doing. If no one's depending on you, let's ride! Yeah, so <laughs> it, I charge ahead regardless, unless I need to be dependable, and then I'm like, I actually have to be the hero today. We open on Bell Hill, stock footage showing various parts of the town. With music that plays every episode. So do, do we want to start off at the school? Sure, why not? Yeah. All right, so it is a school day. We'll say it is lunchtime. What is everyone doing? We'll start with Jesse this time. Okay, let's see. If it's at lunch, Benji is, of course, talking to himself out loud for absolutely no reason. Almost like exposition thing, talking about the end of the last episode or something like that. And he goes, to, puts his stuff down at the at a table, goes to sit down, and he's like, yeah, right, Victor! And there's just an empty table, <laughs> and he's seated at the table, because he assumed he was going to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, because I'm playing a Red Ranger vampire, I have to angst. That's required. <laughs> All right. Steve, what are you up to? So, he sees Aiden looking at all the food very closely in the cafeteria, like uh, what to buy, looking at the calories and just picking up the healthiest food and like fruit and veggies and buying them. He looks very unsure about everything because he's not used to this type of food. And he just kind of goes over and sits by Benjamin, I guess. I guess they're friends. It's the closest thing to a friend. And he gives him an apple, and is like, here, we should always be trying to eat best and have the best nutrition with our teams. That's... that's so nice of you. It's what's needed. He looks like he's about to cry. (laughs) (laughs) I look very confused. (laughs) This was more of a judgmental eat healthier. 
<laughs> that reminds me, actually, how long has he been in this time period at this point? Because you, you joined the team recently, but like, yeah. how long have you been here? He had his whole solo ranger arc where he's just like, I don't need any of you, and he has finally joined the team. So it's been a few weeks, at least a story arc. So I was going to say, I think he came back to now from the future expecting to work with the team, though he found it not good enough. But I would say it's probably been around two months. All right. And Teach, what is your ranger doing? June is not paying attention to what she is doing. She is randomly feeling around, grabbing food from the cafeteria area, not even realizing what she's picking up, just sustenance. And she pays without looking up, and what she is looking at is an A-track player, and she is trying to get it working again. She's just fiddling with it. She sits down and joins everybody, and... uh, says hello, and is just, again, not looking up, just messing with the A-track player. Okay. Which one of you do you think would be uh, closest to Tom, the guy who works at the video rental slash theater store? I feel like it would have to be June. Yeah, probably June. Yeah, because I'm super into retro stuff, and he is a nerd. I was going to say... The nice one of the team. Yeah, yeah, I'm the nice one of the team, and also he is a nerd that also zones out and isn't paying attention, so when things are going horribly wrong, he's messing with the videotape and didn't even realize that a window blew out and a monster came in and stuff like that. And then my character is also a little bit of a space cadet, where it's just like, nope, not paying attention to my surroundings. I have a screwdriver in my hand. All right, so... Tom is actually there because he he works there like part time after school. So he is also a student. So Tom at the is roughly our age, though. Yes. Oh, Tom is our age. Yeah, he would actually have to be exactly our age because he can't be older. He's exactly our age, but he is played by a 33 year old guy. Yes. We're all like played by 30 year olds. It's fine. <laughs> yes, it's just more or less obvious depending on some of you are Billy old. Some of you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, Billy Old is like, we pretend like he's this nerd guy, despite the fact that he is absolutely ripped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Tom walks up to June and says, hey, I made this really cool discovery yesterday. Interesting. So I found an old film reel. There's there's not a whole lot of information on it, but it says it's like a, a Milo Silas Cobb production, which information that you should have for the setting milo silas cobb was a director who filmed a lot here he filmed a lot of old horror b movies in the town really she my character puts her a track stuff down i perk up and look is he the one who did i'm I'm thinking of actual movies this is a problem all i could think is oh miley cyrus (laughs) she's the one who came in like a wrecking ball (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm something like kind of like pet cemetery my brain is not thinking of actual non-movies yeah i should have come up with a list like, of fake rip, movies rip off pet cemetery i cannot think of how you do that yeah <laughs> son of frankenstein yeah he's the guy that made the original but not the sequels those were 
Those were farmed out by the studio to some other guy. B-movie title that generator. Cemetery of the Abominable Hell Slime. That was actually really appropriate because I had already been thinking of a cemetery because we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, the one that came up for me was Cemetery of the Soul. <laughs> That's a good one, too. The fantastic, amigulated dude from Mars. Volcano of the Satanic Space Cybugs. Yeah, he made all of us. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those directors that makes like 30 films you know, over the course of like four years. And it's like, how did you have time for this? <laughs> but yeah, the date on the canister is after the date that he made all the films that we know about. So maybe it's like an unfinished film of his. Oh my gosh. You absolutely slammed your hands on the table instead of yes. you did that. But yeah, you guys should definitely come by the theater later and we'll take one of the screenings that's not open and we'll do like a screening to see if we can figure out what it is. I want to do it right now. I was going to say, let's... Education is important. <laughs> You're right. Now sit back down. <laughs> it is, is it? Is it really important? I was I... sent from the future to learn... All about teams from the past. And there, there's somebody in the background who just like looked at you like, what? <laughs> Stay out of it, Bob. <laughs> All right. So are you going to try and skip school or are you going to stick around? Oh, I guess we won't skip school. I do the I'm watching them motion watching you. It's not like I'm paying attention in class anyway. All right. So we'll say that uh, there's a time skip. And now it's after school. So now you're all free to uh, do as you wish. I am vibrating. I'm very excited. So we all just walk over there. Me complaining about how it was stupid that we had to wait and we totally should have skipped class. I think Mr. Richards fell asleep in class too. So literally didn't have to be there. <laughs> I will admit the education in this time period is quite lacking, but... There's no way to become the best rangers we can be without it. Yeah, definitely in the Power Rangers era, the future of education is absolutely way better than it actually will be in the real future. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, there is a dark period. I mean, only yeah, in like the 2300s are the rangers actual high school dropouts. But besides that, all the uh, teens with attitudes did go to school. All right, so... You make your way there, and as you're walking up to the theater, you see a head poking out around the corner, and then it sees you, and then it dives back around the corner. Did we actually see this, or was this like the audience saw it sort of thing? Yeah, you see this. Okay. Did we recognize the head? It looked like a gargoyle. I'm absolutely poking through the bushes and looking. All right. I think this would be a great time to just... I see a head, I'm going to charge into action. And then we're all just looking at each other like, what, really? I will do it regardless of whether my squad comes with me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, so you've already accomplished a task. That's pretty good. Charge your head recklessly, unless somebody is depending on me. Which I think that's just what I do this session. I think that's just how I have to do it. Okay, yeah, and, and if you want to, you could pick another task to accomplish later in the episode. <laughs> All right, so you, you dive into the bushes, and 
you find three gargoyles there and they all like look at each other and they're like, well, all right, I, I guess we have to fight now. So let's go into combat. Okay. So now are we all into combat or is it just the Red Ranger? That's up to you. You saw the Red Ranger dive into the bushes and you know there was something there. So if you want to, you could go into the theater. But <laughs> it wouldn't be very Ranger-like of you. No. All right. So I guess we're all together now. Yeah, I think we all would go into combat. I would go into combat. Yeah. And there's no banter against gargoyles since they don't really talk. Since Red dove in first, you get the first turn. Okay. Let's try out this weird combat. <laughs> yeah. I'm like looking at this now, and I'm like, yeah, without hit points, what are we just doing besides just fighting? Yeah, I feel like basically we are just fighting specifically to attack each one. Because like, if I'm using tokens in this specifically, there's nothing I have here that actively is like, this is me taking down an enemy or anything like that. So I'm basically just going to be fighting. It's impressive because the actor who plays Benjamin is actually a martial artist. <laughs> Even though it makes very little sense for the character. No, it makes no sense. He's a um, nerdy science student. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. Power Rangers tradition. <laughs> yeah, we just all magically can fight now. Yeah, like at the beginning of the season, both the Red and Blue Ranger are nerdy science students, despite the fact that they are both played by, like, hot dudes. <laughs> oh, and I will say that you diving in, we'll count that as heading into danger without your squad, so you gain a token for that. I will accept that. Yeah, so basically just wailing, and it's impressive. That's the best I can say. <laughs> okay. So... All right, so who wants to go next? I will go next, and I am going to distract them, i.e. demand that they pay attention to me right at this moment. I open up my jacket that I have on, and I, like, have a million number two pencils that I use to uh, fix cassette tapes <laughs> and i throw them at them office supply ninja yeah uh, god i'm so bad at puns i don't know hey stoneheads well the good news is in power rangers they were extremely bad at puns as well <laughs> <laughs> they did get better at it but yeah <laughs> hey stoneheads come rock with me over here or something so you gain a token for demanding attention. Yeah. All right. And then Steve. Hey, Zayden, I am just going to throw off my greaser jacket so I have a full range of movement in my arms. And I am just going to go up and fight. I'm going to kind of do a wall run and then jump off the wall and then do a punch down onto one of the gargoyles. So I like jump on the wall, run, jump off the wall and punch. Yes. Also, when you took your jacket off, you just grabbed the shoulder and flung it off, despite the fact that that's not how you take a jacket off. <laughs> yeah, yes, totally. <laughs> I'm glad you understood that correctly. I have been playing a lot of Yakuza lately. <laughs> <laughs>
that very flashy, and I just come down and uh, punch it in its face. Do we want to count that as performed brilliantly to an unnecessary magnitude? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, Maybe yes. It, I don't know if that's, uh, if that's just displaying dazzling fighting technique. It's legitimately... It reminds me of, like, season two or whichever one that was where the putties had suddenly had, like, a disc on their chest and you just punch them in there and that's like, that's how you take them down. That's all you need to do. It's not, they're not tough. <laughs> I feel like everything I do is over the top yes. with fighting, so. That is true. Maybe we'll do that as more when it's really overkill. Yeah. You gain a token? All right. So we'll count that as a regular turn then. Yes. All right. Back up to. Jesse. Okay, so I imagine there's a handful of them. We've taken out at least one or two of them. Yeah, we'll say that you've taken one of them out at this point. Yeah, so I think what I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to put one in a full Nelson and basically set somebody else up for a hit. Okay. The stone guy is in a full Nelson, so I jump up in the air and... Before you go, do the Galgoyas get a 10? I feel, I feel like they don't actually do any damage to us in terms of okay. actual fighting this is this is the type of fight that's just like this is here to okay. more to move the story along really yeah so i jump up in the air i yell kia and my leg strikes it and i break it all right we'll say that's two down and then gold ranger your turn again so there's only one left yes do these guys have wings they have them but they can't fly because they're too heavy they're like the tiny little... If I punch that one in the face, can I walk up to the other one and grab the wings and try just, like, ripping them off? All right. You really want that token, man. I feel like you tug on them, and it's just like, ah, like, wiggling around. Yeah. But yeah, basically, it just dissolves into dust with that terrible effect that they do when they <laughs> go away. So yeah, you've defeated them now, but now you're left with the question of... What were they doing here? That's exactly the thing that I was about to say. Gargoyles here. There shouldn't be gargoyles here. I do a pose as soon as they're defeated before you say anything. Oh, of course, you gotta pose. <laughs> like 80s rock music. <laughs> yes. And then we all pose, and then... Man, that was weird. They definitely were looking for something. And usually, they don't act on their own. There's gonna be a monster around here somewhere. Or Hammerface, whose name I cannot remember. <laughs> Viewfinder. Viewfinder, yeah. Maybe it's Viewfinder. Who knows? We should at least Maybe keep an eye out. Maybe they're already inside the uh, the movie place. We should be cautious. Absolutely. And then proceeds to not be cautious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are you going to do now? Uh, we're going to watch I think I Yeah, I think we just go from, we got to be cautious, and then you see Benjamin running in. <laughs> yes, that's exactly yes. what happens. All right. You head in. You see Tom Straight ahead is the theater as soon as you come in, and then to your right is like a little VHS rental shop. And I just like straighten my lab coat and be like, oh, okay, yeah. Nothing wrong here so far. Hey, Tom! <laughs> <laughs> ah, hey. I poke Tom to make sure he's not a go girl in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> how does he feel? Flushy? Yes. And he's not really sure how to react to that. I say, oh good, he's flushy. Now he's even more confused, but then he shakes his head. He's like, all right, the movie is already set up on screen five. Okay, so I lead the way, I guess, and we all sit down. So I take it there is nobody else in this theater right now. 
Yes, there's nobody else in there right now. We still absolutely just sit in the center aisle where it's just like the mo- it's it's actually inconvenient to get to. So the theater lights go down and the projector starts up. So Tom is up there running the projector. He's supposed to come back down after he starts it. The movie starts up and it's called The Curse of the Fighting Phantom, which is a movie that as far as you're all aware doesn't exist. Apparently, this director's last movie before he disappeared under mysterious circumstances realistically speaking probably killed by the mob it actually seems to be a movie set at your high school it looked very different back then because it was like the 50s but you can tell it's the same area like the same still has the same wall feel where i feel like we've been there like i feel like we've seen that corner in fact in terms of the actual visual representation in the show it is literally the same thing with like slightly different decorations <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> knowing how yeah school budgets nothing has actually changed i pull a ring pop out of nowhere to start i'm so excited so a couple strange things first of all this movie seems to be done it's not like unfinished okay yeah, so it, like all the the special effects are in there. Like you can see, they've like drawn some special effects on a couple times, and all, like the, all the music is in there. And they've done like re-recording we audio. We watching this quietly. We we actually not in the center. We're like to the right, and we're mystery science theater for a thousand. This <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, you're ten minutes in, and you notice that Tom hasn't showed up, even though he's supposed to be watching the movie with you. I look over at the top, like, is he at the projection booth? And I can't really tell, because it's actually very hard to see into those. (laughs) Yeah. I volunteer to uh, go up there and investigate, because Tom is afraid of the other two. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I go up and uh, check out to see uh, what's going on. All right, so you make your way up, and you open the door, and... You see someone standing in there, and they turn around when they hear you open the door, and it's Viewfinder. Which human actor is extremely hot, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) We'll say he's in camera form now. Oh, okay. So, (laughs) Sorry, I still just imagined him, like, I don't know, remember what it looks like, but he has a camera head, and you're still just like, but he's still really hot. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> the actor's got abs, so I come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I jump into obnoxious cliche karate position. Yeah, viewfinder. What are you doing here? Ah, uh, you weren't supposed to be here. The gargoyles were supposed to distract you. What have you done with our friend? Oh, that guy, he's just over there on the ground. Knocked him out. I don't really care about him. I'm here for this. And then he starts trying to take the reel out. I attempt to stop him. Uh, I jump at him, and I try to kick his hand away from the film. Yeah! Uh, You kick his hand away, and then he reaches with the other hand. He's very determined to get this thing. Oh, no, you don't! And then I do an obnoxious spinny kick thing and hit his chest, and it sparks. And then I call out to the team down below. Do we have a method of general communication where it's like some kind of... Like the communicators? Yeah, communicators or something like that. I can't think of anything that would be specifically movie-related, though. Yeah, I can't either. I mean, you're close enough that you should be able to hear if she calls out. Yeah. I mean, on my turn, I was literally going to be like, she's been gone a while. <laughs> <laughs> we see, like, the shadows happening on 
the screen yes. from them blocking the video. <laughs> yeah, alright, that's a good way to move things along. <laughs> Something's going on. We're gonna have to go pause the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't follow the plot with these shadows happening. Are they dancing up there? Let's go check. So we can make our way into there. Alright, so you hear me yell out a, yeah, Sparks. You kept them distracted until you're, the rest of the team makes their way up. Now you're all up there, and you see June fighting with Viewfinder. Oh, great. Now all three of them are here? All right, forget it. And he teleports away. As that effect goes off, immediately just walk into the scene. Where could he have gone? Did he uh, get anything? Uh... June managed to stop him. So what do you do with that information now? I guess I should go check on Tom first. I just make sure he's still alive. Okay, yeah, he's okay. He's a little woozy, but he's waking up about the time that, that he teleports away, because dramatic timing. He conveniently missed the entire fight, so he still has no idea what's going on. I stop caring as soon as I realize he's not dead. Okay, he's fine. Okay, good. I expressively only check to dramatically shout no as he died, but he's okay, so I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why was Viewfinder here? Is he trying to get this movie? Yeah. Very obviously, there's something weird about this. Maybe it's... Maybe it's a documentary. Okay, what was the name of the actual villainess? It, is it, like, different than her stage name? I don't think we ever decided, because the only one I have written down is Hostess of the Dark. Yeah. Also, what type of monster was there in the movie? It's a ghost that is haunting a the ghost. school. Okay. That's her, yeah, fighting phantoms. I don't know. <laughs> oh, do we know about the ghost in the AV room area? Yeah, we should. Yeah, he's he's like your Zordon. Okay, so we know about him right now. Okay, got it. All right. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Maybe we should take this uh, reel and ask uh, ask the phantom about it. Maybe he knows something. Good idea. Uh, what should we do with Tom? That's fine. <laughs> hey, Tom. Are, are you actually okay? Like, I'm sure if I just eat some, like, candy and drink something, I'll be fine. I pull a chocolate Wonka bar, like one of the original ones, out of my pocket and hand it to him. Sustenance, my friend. And that's going to be it for this week. We hope you enjoyed listening, and we hope you return next week as we finish our playthrough of Henshin. Our podcast can be found on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and our Mountain of Sourcebooks YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at mountain underscore of underscore source underscore books, and to follow our Facebook page, MOSB dash Mountain of Sourcebooks, where you can get updates on everything that's happening with us. And on all of those services, if you could follow, like, and subscribe, that would help us a ton as it raises our visibility and makes it easier for people on those various platforms to find us. And if you're feeling particularly generous, consider donating to our Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com slash MOSB underscore 2022. And with all that said, thank you for listening. Be careful on your way back down the mountain. <laughs>